0: why it always does that for some reason but here we go again breeze nation bardon what is good it is
1: your boy path the designer back at it again the chicago bears have traded robert quinn to the philadelphia eagles for a fourth round pick at least that's all we know we're going to break down all that more in today's episode of the breeze what does that mean for the chicago Be- uh, chicago bulls chicago bears moving forward what does that mean for the team as a whole we're also going to talk about the game coming up and listening on some of the press conferences all that more in today's episode of
0: the windy city breeze sports talk daily let's go
1: Now, if you are new to the channel, please like the video. Please subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking sports or talking Bears, how Bears fans talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us. And please drop a bird down in the chat because you already know how we get down on this channel, man. Um, So as I was breaking down and talking about over in the discord, there's some people that are not happy with this. There are some people that are happy with this. It's a little bit up and down right now, but the latest that we know on the deal per Adam Schefter is that the Chicago bears are trading to the Eagles. Robert Quinn and they're getting a comp- the compensation update is that the Eagles are sending a fourth round pick to Chicago in exchange. Now, I don't have a year on that pick just yet. If anybody else has the year or if you're seeing that from anybody else inside of the NFL, let me no but and and it sucks right at the end of the day robert quinn was here he set the single season sack record for the chicago bears you would love to have a guy like robert quinn continue to be a part of this organization and i am seeing that the bears it is rumored that the bears are supposed to hold on to most of the money in this contract so literally um, the, the, uh, uh, Eagles are just sending back compensation. Don't have full confirmation on that just yet. Again, we don't have the full terms of the deal out there just yet, but at least right now, right? We can go off of what we know, by the way, before we get too far into this, we do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by bird dog whiskey, bird dog whiskey, where the motto is life is short. So add some flavor. It, it It's going to suck. To lose Robert Quinn, right? Like, not to say that he's come out this season and he's had this, oh my God, um, dominant season. He's had this, we're out here, we're, 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 we're killing the game, we're we're taking, but you knew you weren't, he wasn't going to be a part of the long term of this team. And that's what Ryan Poles is focused on. You, you heard Roquan during the press conference. It seems like he knew about it going into that and was just kind of waiting for the news to drop from everybody else. And so, um, I mean, at the end of the day, right, like you, you feel like there's going to be a void on this team. But you saw it, right, guys? Like you saw it in the second half of that game where the Bears were better off having uh, some of those guys that were the backups with Quinn on the team in that starting lineup they were able to get the to bailey Zappi a lot quicker uh they were able to force a lot more pressure not to say that quinn was doing a bad job quinn of course i believe he got a sack and i believe he got the credited for the fumble in that game um but at the end of the day right like you're trying to move in the right direction with younger talent. And Robert Quinn's just not that talent right now. You sent them to a team where he can go compete. I like the respect factor of that. You sent them to a team where he can go out there and he can he can compete for. I mean, I, I think the Eagles are a team that um, you, you look at and you say could be competing for. I, I guess you could say they could be competing for a Super Bowl in the NFC, especially with how up and down football has been this season. But To me, right, Robert Quinn, uh, you send him to a team there. You get some draft capital back. Again, trying to build this thing out young. And then you go out there and, you, and you're and you now in a position where you can play some of those young guys, Dominique Robinson, Travis Gibson, that were coming in for Robert Quinn and giving you a little more production. You finally saw Robinson back on the field and he was able to get into the backfield and do some good things. And so that's why, you know, you make this trade at the end of the day. I don't know. I'm, I'm still waiting right for all the details to come out on this. Actually, let me. Let me move this over here. Where the heck did my keyboard go? Um, I'd be having to move stuff in the studio because of my daughter all the time. So Uh, there we go, got the keyboard. Let me pull up Twitter on the big screen here. Um, I I, I think this is a move right, and let me know how you guys feel in the comments. This is a move that you end up making for the future. You got a draft pick. You get to play some young pieces that are on your team already. I'm not upset at this deal. Am I going to say that I love this deal? No, right? Your defense is definitely um, a little bit deeper with Robert Quinn. I don't know if I'd say leaps and bounds better, but you were deeper at that position with Robert Quinn at that defensive end position. Um, And, yeah, you lose a little bit of depth there. But outside of that, right, like I'm not going to say that I hate this trade. I'm not going to say that I love it either, but I just – I don't feel like there's anything – about this that sets the Bears moving in the right direction. Now, maybe you can make the debate that you should have traded him a little bit sooner. Maybe you can make the debate that the Bears didn't trade him in a timely enough fashion, right? Coming off 18 and a half sacks, maybe you get a little bit more. Um, But I I just, I don't see this as right. Like, what were you going to get for a Uh, 32-year-old? Maybe you get a second pick in there. But what were you going to get for a 32-year-old? uh defensive end coming off of 18 and a half sack season you weren't going to get too much more so i like the fact that you got to see and here's the thing right robert quinn was here for half a season you at a minimum get to have robert quinn work against braxton jones you at a minimum get to have robert quinn teach a lot of these guys that are on his side of the football right those defensive ends that come in right like you want to have robert quinn around for the experience um and I think that that's something that the Bears really did utilize him well for. I, Braxton Jones is in a better position right now because Robert Quinn was there going against him in training camp. So I, I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was somebody who, if I look back at the whole tenure of Robert Quinn, right, the first season you got nothing out of him. The second season he gave you 18 and a half sacks. The third season he looked like his age range of player. Um, I wouldn't say that the contract was a failure, but I would, I would look at Robert Quinn and say he gave us a great flash season in a season that didn't matter, and he made last season more entertaining than it would have ended up being. Um, appreciate you, Robert. Hope that you have a great time out in Philly. Hope that you guys go out there, and at a minimum, you keep you keep uh, you you beat Ringo's uh, Giants. Um, and uh, and I mean just just keep trudging along. Now, as far as the Bears go, right? Like, how does this set you up? Now you've got a drastic change here coming in in the next uh, uh, week, right? This isn't a next season thing. Now you've got a drastic change here that's going to take place in the next week. You got to go up against a, a, a Dallas Cowboys team that in the next week is going to uh, be scheming for what they saw in the second half of that Patriots game. Right. And I, I think that that's the part right where now it kind of maybe unless they knew this beginning of the week that this deal was going to get done or something like that and gave my heads up. That's the part where you're like, OK, this kind of puts your defense a little bit more behind the eight ball. But again, Robert Quinn wasn't out here being a a, a um uh, dominant force week in and week out at the, at the end of this thing. Um, so you have to absolutely get yourselves ready uh, with Travis Gibson going in there and being the starter, which I think a lot of us thought that Travis Gibson could have been a starter for this team coming into the season. So it's not a crazy concept that Robert Quinn's out of here, like right, like I, and I, I think right, it was the one thing. And this is the thing that I'll continue to say. There's a lot of people, by the way. There's also a lot of people in here who are cheering for Robert Quinn who absolutely were not Robert Quinn fanboys by the be- <laughs> at the beginning of this, right? Like I don't, I don't know. Where where... where all of this vitriol and hate is coming from is it because of one great game out of quinn this season in which he played a half basically like i don't know where all of this like oh my god how could we only get a fourth rounder for quinn is coming from like he hasn't been that great this season he's done a a lot for quarterback pressures but that's about it um but and and listen over on the Eagles, maybe he'll play better. He probably will have more opportunities to get to the quarterback. He probably will have more opportunities to look better this season. I'm not mad at Robert Quinn being dealt. Um, I, I'm not mad at the compensation. Again, I don't love it one way or the other, but I'm not mad at it either way. I think this starts, I think the question around most circles with Bears fans is, is this the start of something, right? I think that's really where you're kind of looking at the rest of this season. Is this the start of the Chicago Bears moving more of these veteran guys? Also off of a week where you saw your rookies have their best week this season. Jaquan Brisker showed out. Dominique Robinson played really well. Uh, uh, um, And Kyler Gordon coming away with a pick himself playing really well guys that have continuously gotten better every week of the season, every week of the season. Is this the start where you start to say, okay, now we're going to move this guy. Now we're going to move on from this guy. Now we're going to move on from this guy. Could Roquan be next? Um, could you see David Montgomery be moved? Could you see Eddie Jackson be moved? Could you see, right? Like, I think those are the questions now that come up because of how Ryan Poles is is, uh, um, scheming this thing, right? Like, Ryan Poles came out and he told you, this is not about right now. This is not about winning today. This is not about dominating today. Do we want to see improvement from our young guys? Yes, and guess what? Every single week, Every single week we have seen the Chicago Bears get better, whether it's been incremental, whether it's been major, whether it's been. But like every week you've seen the Chicago Bears start to slowly move in the right direction, especially with those younger pieces on this team making the movements. And so that's what opens up deals like this where Robert Quinn Ends up getting dealt. This is what opens up deals like this, where you might see some of those other veteran guys getting dealt, or even right. You see some guys that maybe the Bears aren't going to bring back in a contract next season, getting dealt, right? And and we know how Ryan Poles wants to do this. We know how Ryan Poles wants to go about this. He wants to do it through the draft, which is why you see the draft capital being the first thing that we get back. Yeah, we. I'm I'm still waiting to see, trying to see if there's an update. From Shefty or anybody, and I know tweet tweeted to me if uh, if anything comes through. But um, I'm trying to see if there's any update right now on where the where the Bears are with the compensation of this. I'm not seeing anything from Shefty. I haven't seen anything from Field Yates yet. Um, I'm not even seeing the year yet on the pick. But I think right like. And we'll keep an eye on that on Twitter uh, the entire time. That's why I keep looking over here. But I I think that the the big thing about this is, right, where are the Chicago Bears going to be um, by the end of this season? Where are the Chicago Bears going to be by the end of this season? What position are you going to be in? Are y'all seeing 2023? Where y'all seeing 2023? I'm seeing fourth-round pick. I saw the fourth-round pick. I saw that compensation, but I don't know what year that is. Everybody's just saying 2023. I'm not seeing 2023 anywhere. Uh, if it's a 2023, somebody tweet that to me, at Pat the Designer. Shout-out to you guys who have followed me on Twitter. Uh, Shout-out to you guys for showing love. Um, but, no, I think the thing, right, is you look at this team, You you see young guys slowly starting – to get better. You see young guys slowly starting to move in the right direction. You see young guys slowly starting to, okay, Hey, I can figure out how to do this. I can figure out how to make this move. I can figure out how we can put this together, even with the limited stuff that we have right now to win games. You seeing a coaching staff that is developing multiple young guys in a week. You're seeing a coaching staff that is developing guys and preparing them for the game that is happening on the sideline. And so to me, This is the right time to try and make some of those moves where you can get that young capital back. And that's what Ryan Poles wants to do. He wants to get young draft capital. He wants to get young players in here, draft capital back. He wants to get players that are going to be a part of this regime and that fit this regime a little bit more and keep this thing moving, not just for a a quick time, but for a long time. And the only way for you to do that is to build with young, good talent, young, good talent talent so i'm not mad at this am i am i gonna act like uh uh robert quinn's time here has been a complete disaster no i'm not but i am i'm also not gonna sit here and act like there's nothing else that um or that the bears made the wrong decision in this in this uh trade of roquan smith and and i or i'm sorry of robert quinn And I think that, right, you could see some other deals coming off of the back of this. Let me know how you guys feel in the comments below, man. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We've got so much to get into on today's show. I was actually getting ready to uh, go on live. I was going to go on live at 3.30, but I ended up getting this news. So now we're going to be talking about this. Let me know how you guys feel in the comments as well. Appreciate the love. Appreciate you for tuning in with the channel. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel, only channel talking Bears, how Bears fans talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. All right. Now that that's out the way, I shout out the brand brands in the building, little bro in the building. He, I can see your comments again, brand. I unblocked you. Now that that's out of the way, where are we going to see this team go from here? The super producer, Joel Holt in the chat as well. He says he loves it. Where are we going to see this team go from here? Because we're coming off of a week versus Bill Belichick where I'm not going to lie to you. We saw the best production out of this Chicago Bears team that we've seen all season. And I I would challenge y'all as far as to even say Dan Richardson in the chat was good. We saw the best week of football that we've seen from this Bears team maybe since... Mitch threw the six
0: touchdowns versus a terrible, terrible Tampa team, right? We saw the Chicago Bears go out there and put together a complete
1: football game in all three phases. We saw the Chicago Bears go out there offensively. Justin Fields doing what he had to do with his legs. I'll have some statements on that as well where I have to talk about how we're using Justin Fields. Uh, We saw Justin be able to make plays with his arms. We saw the offensive line, for the most part, right, come together. And the one thing that I will say is that you saw this Chicago Bears team for the first time in a long, long, long time not be completely out-coached. I I mean, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe the first time in ever. Maybe the first time ever. Is Coach Fluce the first coach to ever do this? Not to be completely out-coached by Bill Belichick standing on the opposite sideline. I think Coach Fluce is because even Lovey got a 50-burger put on him versus the Patriots,
0: right? Even Lovey got a 50-burger put on him versus the Patriots. So now your
1: question that I have coming into this week is how do you build on it in those different phases, especially making a major move like this trade-wise on the defensive end, whether it's a major move right on for the play on the field. Robert Quinn's a leader in your locker room. He's a, he's a great guy. You saw how Roquan felt emotionally about him um, during his press conference where uh, – um, you know, they 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 bring the news up about Quinn. Roquan gets emotional, shirt over the face, trying to hide the tears. Um, ends up cutting the press conference early. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you saw that. You saw how the team feels about a guy like Robert Quinn. So it is a major trade to move on from a guy like that. And it's a trade that a lot of these young guys haven't dealt with. Those are things that are – you have a lot of young guys on your defense. Those are things that are going to go into next week that could
0: play a part in how the play of this team is going to be. And so, right, like, how do you build on what you just did? The
1: best coach game, the best played game that I think that we've seen from the Chicago Bears as a team versus a, versus a defense that was supposed to eat us apart, right, versus a defense that was supposed to destroy Justin Fields. People were saying Justin Fields was going to die this week. You we saw Luke Getzee call his greatest game. You saw Matt Eberflute's coach his greatest game. You saw Justin Fields play the first game that I think he's ever played in his career. where we saw two good halves of football from him. You saw, uh, 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 I mean, you saw Darnell Mooney, Equinamia St. Brown, guys like that, continuously getting open. How do you build on that going into Dallas now? And I'm starting it off with the coaching staff. I'm starting it off where how does Coach Floos continue to prepare his team in the way that he prepared them for this game? And I think that he did an excellent job. I think that he did an excellent job preparing preparing the Chicago Bears for this game. I think that he did an excellent job. Is it choppy? Is it coming through choppy? Bruh, this mug been weird. Let me check this mug, man. Appreciate y'all for showing love. No, um, I think that he did an excellent job preparing the Chicago
0: Bears this week to come in and be able to make plays. Offensively, defensively,
1: we looked like a team that was well coached. We looked like a team that knew what it was what what it was doing
0: against the other uh, against one of the best coaches in NFL history. One of the best coaches in NFL history. I don't know why the heck
1: it's coming through choppy. I got to stop using ReStreet. although it sounds okay right now. I don't know. Maybe every time I turn it up, it it, it stops doing it. But I think what you're seeing from the Chicago Bears team, and like the video if you
0: agree, I think what you're seeing from this Bears team is that you're
1: now seeing what happens when you allow week-in, week-out development. You're now seeing what happens when you take the time to wait to see what the growth of something is going to be. Because guess what? In the beginning of the season, what were we saying about the Chicago Bears? They can't move the ball. They can't run. They they can't pass the ball at all. We've got to just tuck our heads, hand the ball off. That's all we've got.
0: Our defense is, woof, what's going on here? Incrementally, incrementally, we've seen Flus
1: get better as a coach. I think you have to credit Luke Getze for slowly improving his play calling. And are there going to be moments where, yeah, it's not going to look good? For sure. You still
0: have subpar talent on this team. But over the last four weeks of football,
1: you can't tell me that this football team has not continuously really the last seven, but I think over the last four as a whole, you've seen this football team slowly adding a little bit more. you've seen this coaching step, let's add a little bit more let's do a little bit more. Let's make another play. Let's go out here and add this in let justin let's do a little bit more here. Justin, we need a little bit more from you here, adding it not all at once but adding it as he
0: could take in as he could take in the plays, the calls, having
1: an understanding of what he's seeing on the defensive side of the football so that he's not getting killed
0: because why? Has the offensive line gotten any better? Has the offensive line gotten any better?
1: Maybe Braxton Jones has, but even that, right, like, that's just incremental. And Bakke's saying check Twitter. So it looks like Albert Breer sending us the update here. Let me see. Let me see if I can just boom, hit a share screen on this, John, here. Uh, Looking like Albert Breer sending us the update. Philly is trading a 2023 fourth-rounder to the Bears for defensive end. Robert Quinn, the Eagles still have four picks in front of that one with their own pick and the Saints' first-rounder. So there it is. There it is. Still don't know
0: if the Bears are eating most of the money on that. But that's the deal. Bears get back a 2023 fourth rounder. I like it. You're adding draft capital. You're adding young players to this team. You're adding young players to this team. Joseph saying the O line's
1: gotten better, but it hasn't been a stark difference. Um,. In pass pro, as much as Justin Fields is stepping up like a boss, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and that's the thing about this team that that I really want Bears fans to focus in on is we're continuing through the rest of this season. They're giving the team, and this is this is a credit to the coaching staff. Now, is there still a long way to go? Am I making long-standing predictions on this team? No, not at all. I'm I'm not I'm not going to come out here and say that all of a sudden right the Chicago Bears are are uh have found their head coach OC and DC of the future. But what I am going to say is based on the 7 weeks that I've seen this season, the Bears came into this season knowing we can't put Justin in a position for him to go out there like the Cleveland game last year. We can't put Justin in a position for him to go out there like the, uh, 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 I mean, really pick your game from last year where Matt Nagy was just throwing him
0: out there, right? We can't allow him to get killed. And so off of that, weekly, weekly, give a little bit, give a little bit more,
1: give a little bit more. Give a little bit more. He's figuring out how to read the defense. Give a little bit more. It takes time. It takes it. It, it takes seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. This team is not going to look the same as far as talent wise, as well as it as it did starting the season, as it will at the end of the season. And that's what you can hope for. In four years of Matt Nagy being the Chicago Bears head coach, we can't say that one week to the next.
0: We can't say that one year to the next. We can't say that in four years of Matt Nagy being here, the
1: Chicago Bears improved in some position four years to the next. We're seven weeks in the flu Poles, uh uh, uh and Williams, and we look at the other side of the ball and we're like, well, wow, look at that. Jaquan Brisker's getting better. Kyler Gordon was
0: Kyler Gordon was awful to start the season. Kyler Gordon looks pretty good. Right? The the uh Justin Fields absolutely looks like an NFL quarterback all of a sudden. Now, is he out there slinging for 300 and doing it? No, because guess what? The weapons aren't there for that yet. The weapons just aren't there for that yet. And if the weapons aren't there for that yet, you're not going to see that there yet. So guess what? We've got a we've got a scheme, I bit my tongue on that. We've got a scheme for what we got. And I'm seeing Fleuce, I'm seeing Getzie, I'm seeing Williams scheme
1: for what they have. That's all I asked for from this season. I knew the Chicago Bears weren't going to win a Super Bowl. I knew the Chicago Bears weren't coming into this season this year and and going out there to, to compete for the NFC title game. I said, if we got there, it's a Christmas miracle. Crown them, put a statue up to them right out in front of Soldier before we leave the stadium, and you need
0: to make a second statue for Arlington. But as we head into
1: this next week versus Dallas, and a week by the way where you just lost your starting center who who's been pretty much hurt all season unfortunately um, um Lucas Patrick is going to go on IR. I believe it's just a four week IR, um but he's going to go with on IR for uh his toe um that he that in, was injured during the uh, the Patriots game. So you're going to have to deal with that moving forward. Musty's back in. Musty actually played pretty well. Uh <laughs> That's the tough part, right? Like, the one week that I killed Musty, Musty actually played pretty well. Well, I shouldn't say the one week that I killed Musty. The one week, I guess, that I killed him the most, Musty actually played pretty well.
0: But you're seeing a Chicago Bears team that maybe talent-wise isn't getting better, right?
1: Like, you see a couple of pieces here and there that are getting better. Justin Fields, right? I like that. Brisker, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson seems to be back. All of those things are really good. But you you didn't get this influx of great talent. Nikhil Harry was was the player that we thought was going to be a big help to the Bears. And guess what? He got one pass. I think he only got one
0: target. One target, one catch. One target, one catch. And so I'm looking at this coaching staff, and I'm saying, okay,
1: but guess what? They're working with what we have. They're they're figuring out how to win games, or they're figuring out how to be competitive in every game. And what we have, Allen Williams, we've talked about this defense how many times? How many times have we talked about this defense? Saying, man, it's just I, I don't know. I they don't have it there. They're not getting a rush. They're not getting here. The Bears have only allowed one second
0: half touchdown all season. We see that there's not this
1: great uh, uh wealth of talent on that side of the football. One second half touchdown all season. This is a coaching staff that not only and here's the here's the part that I that I think. Uh, um, really is the biggest change to the Chicago Bears culture, to where the Bears are as a team, to how the Bears are going to be moving forward. And I know I've spent a lot of time talking about the coaches here, but I really want to give the coaches credit because it's something that we haven't had in this city probably since Lovey Smith. And maybe even more than that,
0: because Lovey lost a lot of games here too. He won a lot of games, but he lost a lot of games. But When the Bears went into halftime and Bailey
1: Zappi was eating you up, I felt so good. I felt so good about the Chicago Bears going into that half and figuring out how to beat Bailey Zappi. The halftime adjustments from this team are there. We haven't seen probably since, and I keep going back to Lovey Smith halftime adjustments. We probably haven't seen since Lovey Smith a team come out of the bye looking better than they went into the bye. You remember the last time that we played the Patriots in Foxborough? Do y'all remember that? It was, it was versus the uh um, it, it was it was when Mark Tressman was here. It was when Mark Tressman was here, who remembers how that game went?
0: Who remembers how that game went? We got a fifty burger put on our heads. We got a fifty burger put on our heads.
1: Do you remember the other side of that? Just the post game show not not the other side of the game, just the post game show the the one one of Mark Tressman's many, many stupid statements here. The best thing the Chicago Bears have going for them right now is the bye. The best thing we have going for us is the buy. And do you know what we did on the other side of that bye week? We got another 50 burger put on our heads by the Green Bay Packers. We got sandwiched between two fifties in our bye week.
0: That might be a pause. I don't know. That might be a that might be a flag on the play. That might be a flag on the play on that one. But anyway, instead,
1: a stark contrast is the first time ever in Chicago Bears
0: history that we have beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Not only did we win the game, but our head coach completely outcoached Bill Belichick.
1: Our head coach basically sent them into a uh, into a quarterback controversy, which, which is great, right? Like, it's good to see our team not dealing with one of those.
0: We beat their pants off in every single play of the game. Every single facet, every area. We beat the pants off of them. And now, that's the fourth week that we've seen continued
1: growth from this team on the offensive side. There's a lot to feel good about here, Bears fans. I know, right, trade of Roquan Smith, or I'm sorry, trade of, uh, I got to stop saying that. It was, It Roquan's on the brain because of, um, because he, I was watching his press conference when I found out about the trade, but the trade of Robert Quinn, the, uh, on the other side of that, right, the, uh, or I guess beforehand on that, losing Lucas Patrick to the IR, right, like those things, they suck today. but I say this with 110% confidence. Today, right now, the Chicago Bears are a better football team than probably the last three years of Matt Nagy.
0: And the talent on this team is nowhere near the talent that was on that team. Hey man, I appreciate y'all tuning in
1: and rocking with us. We're gonna get into uh listening into the coaches on the other side of this man. We're going to get into uh, breaking down, I just got to do a little preview of the Bulls tonight as well, man. So we'll get into that as well. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. Hit that like button if you haven't done so. Subscribe to the page. Still want to know you guys' opinions on Robert Quinn. Also have to talk to you guys about a poll that is over on the community tab. So tune in with. Uh, uh, make sure you stick around. But before I do all that, man, I do want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dog. Whiskey. Uh, actually, I might I might not get to the Bears, uh, uh, the Bulls preview because I also have a, a take on Justin Fields that I absolutely need uh, the Bears coaching staff not to do after I did all of that love. You know what I mean? After I showed all that love to the coaching staff, I need them not to do one very, very key thing. Um, But we do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Bird Dog Whiskey, the official drink of the Windy City Breeze. In 2010, Bird Dog pioneered the flavored whiskey category. And since that time, Bird Dog has been upholding and trailblazing that space year after year. Me and the Breeze squad have personally enjoyed the peach flavor, the black cherry flavor, the seven-year while watching the Bears win, lose, or draw. And we want you guys to do the same  – so check the link in the description below to see where you can buy your favorite flavor of bird dog whiskey, where the motto is life is short. So add some flavor. Now we'll finish off. I'll finish off the game, uh, finish off this, this episode of the daily show. Uh, By the way, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. If you haven't done so, we do this every day. That's also, actually, let's start there. We're going to be going back to a, familiar format of the daily show, but I need you guys to let me know something in the community tab. There is a poll up where I want to bring back the Monday through Friday daily show. And so it's it's my show. I'm going to do it. Uh, So, um, but I want to know which time works best for you guys to tune in and rock with us. We've got three options over on the community tab after this episode, go vote on that and let me know. What time is going to work best for you? We're going to try and sit down, be live at that time every single week, Monday through Friday, because, listen, there's just too much sports going on. We need to have these moments on the Daily Show, man. We need to have these conversations. So we're going to keep building this thing up. Um, On the other side of that, though, appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love. I need this Bears coaching staff to not do one Very, very, very important thing for me. Or to do one very important thing, not do, whatever. While I love the game plan that we ran out there versus the the New England Patriots, I love that there were more designed runs. I love that there was more rollouts. I love that there were more moving pockets. I love all of that. Please, Luke Getze, Coach Fluse, whoever else is on the offensive side, do not fall in love with Justin Fields simply running the football. That's not the quarterback you drafted. That's not the quarterback you drafted. I know that Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields are both black dudes that are fast. But please do not try and turn Justin Fields into Lamar Jackson. But, Pat, Lamar Jackson won an MVP using his legs, and, and he's now, you know, kind of figuring this out. And he's like, Listen, you use what you have to use as a necessity. Right now, Justin has to use his legs as a necessity. The line ain't good enough. And I like that I saw the Bears using him in a way where he's keeping his eyes down the field. He's focusing on throwing the football. He's focusing on, okay, I got to make this pass. But if I need to, I can take off. I like that. I want to see more of that. Keep doing that. But please, for the love of God, do not simply turn Justin Fields into a 12 to 15 times running the football quarterback. Because you know what the thing is about those quarterbacks? And while I credit Lamar Jackson, he is amazing. He is a human joystick, he is a freak of nature. That kind of quarterback play absolutely has a shelf life. You know why? because you're getting your quarterback hit. The one thing that I look at the Ravens and say, and it's the one thing Ringo has talked about with the Ravens the entire time, they have to figure out what the heck a wide receiving weapon is for them. Because it looks like, to me anyway, Lamar Jackson has become a much better passer this season. Are there moments where he's still has his Lamar moments right? La fumble sneaks up in there a little bit, you know, or he still like throws into some some coverages that you're like, ugh. But I I I saw what we saw versus the Patriots on Sunday, and I love it, and and I think that it's 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 really good to utilize Justin's legs. I think you have to utilize Justin's legs. I'm not saying don't allow Justin to run. I'm not saying don't design runs for him. I'm not saying don't utilize his legs. But what I'm saying is don't fall in love with it because the thing that works, the thing that wins games, and no matter what anybody's going to say, right, you saw a total domination offensively, defensively special teams from the Chicago Bears on Monday night versus one of the smartest coaches to ever hold a clipboard. Your head coach did that. Your OC did that. And no matter what you say, they're going to look at that and they're going to say, this worked really well. We should keep doing what works really well. But what works really well puts quarterbacks in position to get their heads taken off. What works really well puts quarterbacks in position to miss a lot of time in the NFL. What works really well is altering too many quarterbacks that use that style of play. When you think of running quarterbacks in the NFL, I'm talking about that use that are legs first. I'm not saying pass first. I'm saying legs first. And I think the thing is, too, right, like, I saw – what was it? Marcus Spears and them were on, and they were like, oh, Justin Fields likes to run. Big shock. Justin Fields would love to see them run. Just, like, what, what What did y'all watch of Justin Fields in college that told you that that's what he loves to do? Justin Fields was drafted for his arm talent. Justin Fields was able to put the ball down the field. Justin Fields was able to hit you in stride. Justin Fields – like – like, that was a weird thing to say. Like, I get, right, like, we see what Lamar is. But just because, like, Justin and Lamar are similar builds, similar – I don't know about similar speed, but, you know, like – I guess I'd say similar speed. They got similar speed. I don't know if they're as fast as each other, but I'd say similar speed. I think the thing is, for me, you don't want to lean on something too much that puts your quarterback in a position where he can consistently get hit. I I feel like, and here's a here's a basketball analogy for those for those of you who may not pay attention to the NBA. There's a player on the Chicago Bulls named Nikola Vucevic. I would hope that you know that at a minimum. But Nikola Vucevic absolutely gets himself going by going down in the paint, making a lay. Going down in the paint, spin, move, float. Going down in the paint, back to the basket, lay. And then all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, Booch is able to hit mid range shots. He's able to knock down a three ball. He's able to knock down fadeaway J's. He's able to jay it in your face because it's something that gets the confidence built up in him. And I think that you need to use Justin Fields' legs for that. I do. I think that it's going to be really good for Justin Fields to be able to run the football, utilize his legs to get the confidence built up in him, because all of a sudden he's like, I'm killing y'all right now. You saw that versus Patriots. He takes off. Boom. And he has such an amazing ability, especially with this terrible offensive line that we put in front of him again, to make something out of nothing. I mean nothing. If y'all have watched the All-22 yet, I mean there are plays where Justin Fields gets a gain of 15 where there's not one wide receiver open. The offensive line is falling down around him. He's literally got guys bumping into him, grabbing at his jersey, doing everything, and he gets a 15-yard gain out of that. You need to utilize his legs for what they're good at. But the part that scares the heck out of me is when you see people that, when you see something that works, sometimes guys fall in love with what works instead of continuing to try and develop something else. And I think it would be a detriment to Justin Fields' career if you simply tried to turn him into Lamar Jackson. Plus, I think he's got a ceiling to be a better passer than Lamar,
0: although Lamar has been slinging that thing lately, so who knows? But
1: that's my only concern. That's the only thing that I looked at from that game and I was like, man, I know it's working, but I don't want to see this the rest of his career. I don't want to see this the rest of the season. That would be my only concern there. So, hey, I want to hear from you guys, man. Let me know how you guys feel in the comments. Let me go to y'all comments, actually. I can see some of them. Let's let's throw some of these up on the screen, man. Um, We got Levante in here. Shout out to Levante. He said uh, – Wait a minute. If hold on. I got to zoom in on this boy. I can't see nothing that's on the screen here. Boy, I am blind. Wait a minute now. Uh Justin runs and throws regardless of the O-line. Do what you can to get the win and Justin and Justin doesn't run 12 to 15 times a game anyway. No, but but you saw him do that in the last game, right? Like I think that's the part for me that brings brings a little bit of concern that was the first game where everything worked that was the first game where everybody was moving well that was the first game where everybody was running the ball well where the bears looked like an amazing offense i wouldn't say amazing they looked like a they looked like a modern day nfl offense it's the first time and you know that coaches will fall in love with that um joseph says If you've got a three-headed beast in the backfield, it'll only naturally open up uh, gapping holes in the secondary if used and schemed and timed right. Yeah, 100%. No, I'm not saying don't use Justin's legs. Here's the thing. You can't get away from using Justin's legs this season. You just can't. There's some plays that weren't schemed runs. It was just Justin Fields going, oh, shoot, my offensive line is not very good. I have to get the heck out of here. I'm going to die. That's really what it came down to. And so at the end of that, now you're looking at that and going, oh, well, he had to do what he had to do. He made a play. It turned into something big. I like to see that. I want to see that. Let's continue seeing that. I just fear the overuse of that. That's the only thing I fear. Uh, Baki says, uh, oh, basketball uh, basketball reference here. Uh, it's like when you say, it's like you uh, say, Pat, about Vooch. There's a difference between a shooting big man and a big man that can shoot. 100% hundred percent right and that's and that's the thing for me with Justin Fields. I think that there is so much potential in the arm of Justin Fields. I think there's so much potential in Justin being able to deliver the football down the field. I think there's so much potential in Justin being able to just i I think there's some some there's been some accuracy issues um especially in the last game, right, on the deep throws. But those medium throws right now, boom, dead in the chest, making that play, boom, hitting guys over, making plays, right? Like that's what I want to continue to see from Justin. And while I'm fine with you using the legs, using the legs to build confidence, using the legs to feel good about where you're at and continuing to move forward, I just don't want to see the overuse of his legs to where now it's like every other play or every third play, you've got Justin Fields on the run. Uh, Bando says, I actually feel like they used him perfectly. Most of his runs was uh, his choice. Not set plays will probably go down better with receivers. Uh, And I think that, right, like, again, this season, there's not much you can do about it. This season, there just isn't. There's not a ton you can do about it because the offensive line is going to be, eh. Except in the running game. Except in the running game. I'm probably the one person that gives us more of a chance versus Dallas than anybody because I believe Dallas is 26th in rushing yards allowed. And um the Bears run the ball pretty flipping well. <laughs> the Bears run the ball pretty well. So uh I I'm I'm excited for uh I'm more excited for this Dallas game probably than most people are, but we'll see kind of what it turns into. Um, let's go out to, uh, let's listen into the press conference. It's got about 10, 15 minutes left on here. Maybe I'll go a little bit long because I do want to get Justin Fields' presser in here as well. And I think Fluce is about 13 minutes, but let's listen in to what uh, our team and our coaches had to say on, um, you know, basically the, 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 what we saw in that Patriots game, um, what we can do to improve into the next game. Let's take a listen in here.
0: Uh, Hold on. Wilson, you sent the game-winning
2: email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
3: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
2: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
0: Excited for him. He's certainly was hearing of that. Um, he's been a, a constant pro for us. Um, just watch.
5: for the 21-day window today, so we're going to see where we're now Um, in terms of his conditioning. It's an important thing, but protection is also important. I thought the guys did a really nice job. Uh, The cover teams did a nice job. I thought special teams overall have been um, a strong point for us, Um, and that's that's a lot to say because we have a young crew out there. There's a lot of young players out there, and that goes back to uh, the willingness of the players to learn and to listen uh, to the coaches, and that goes back to, uh, to HT. Uh, You know, and and uh, and Coach Pope. So I think it's uh, a tribute to them. And again, my hats off to those guys that did a nice job. Uh, Some uh, honorary captain for this week is EQ. um, For for when we go down to Dallas, so uh, I'm excited for him. He's certainly deserving of that. Um, He's been a a consummate pro for us. Um, Just watch how he blocks. You know, he's a great you know great point of attack blocker, and does everything we ask. So we're excited for him. For that opportunity uh, injury report estimation uh, will be later today because we're going to do a walkthrough. so it'll be an estimation of injuries uh, lucas patrick will likely go on ir later today um, we're still determining the extent of that injury um, we'll, we'll figure that out as we go uh, we'll elevate uh, offensive lineman Dieter. Uh, deer will go up today uh, to the 53-man roster um, and then byron pringle you know, he's eligible, he's going to be eligible. Uh, we're going to open up his window for the 21 day window today. So we're going to see where he goes um, in terms of his conditioning, um, his conditioning level. Again, he's been working with the strength staff, but he's, we're going to open his window up today for that. And again, if he does really well, we'll see what happens uh, for later in the week. Um, and then we also signed uh, Derice Fountain uh, to the practice squad. He's a guy that I had uh, before um, in Indy for a, a short time, so uh, we know him understand what kind of guy he is. He's a, he's an excellent man, young man, and, uh, and a good team guy. Um, with that, I'll open up to questions.
3: Okay. back to Monday night, there was the third down conversion where, where Justin escaped and hit Cole and then Cole rushed the ball back in to, to get the, the next snap off. Yeah. I'm curious first your assessment is just the completion yeah. and what happened there. And then secondly, obviously something you guys have been working on since the spring to see Colby alert, aware, and that whole operation run as smoothly as it. Did.
5: Yeah. It's, it's just, if you're always, if you're ever uh, concerned about, first of all, the play was a nice play, you know, it was a good scramble. It was a good scramble drill. He, he got himself open and great throwing qu- a catch. But uh, after that, you know, when it's near the sideline or we, we don't know if it's quite a completion there, we want to get on the ball. Um, and go as fast as possible, so uh, the other, uh, you know, opposition doesn't doesn't get a good look at the play and can't throw the flag. So that was really um, operation there. I thought we did a good job.
3: What does that tell you when details like that are executed the way you've coached them?
5: Yeah, it's just the practice part of it. You know, we always say that we'll see it out there first, um, and we've seen it, and we've done a good job of practicing that. You know, you got to set those things up. Um, you just you, you, at the spur of the moment, you just say the word or what we're, word, words we're using for those particular plays. And the guys did a good job of uh, really stepping up, their, stepping up their pace and getting the playoff.
3: When you and Ryan both got here, one of the first things you mentioned was building the run game and having the run game be the foundation of, of your offense. Now, nearly halfway through, you guys lead the NFL in rushing. So, from your perspective, what's gone into being so successful in that in that regard?
5: Yeah, I think it starts with uh, you know obviously really just the the commitment to it. You know, you have to commit to that. Um, you know, a lot of people say it and they don't, then they run the ball 15 times. You know, but uh, it's, it's it's we're committed to running the running the ball, and then you got to really do a great job of, of of acquiring the right coaches. You know, so we thought we did a really good job of, of that. You know, with Chris Morgan, um, Austin King. Those guys have historically been able to run the ball um, very well at their spots, and uh, so those guys have done a great job of teaching our guys. Um, you know, and then the scheme itself—the scheme itself is difficult. Um, you know, with the inside-outside gap trap, um, you know, toss, toss to either side, all those things that we do, and then obviously the element of the quarterback. You know, you have the uh, the, the quarterback that has the ability to run. He certainly gives you another element and another uh, you know dose of yards, so to speak. Uh, in the running game, so it's uh, it's been good so far.
2: Are more teams, like in today's day and age, when you talk about you know the commitment to it, where a lot of teams say they want to run the ball and they don't. Like, is that just a harder thing in today's NFL to commit to, based on personnel, based on is this is a passing league or whatever?
5: Yeah, I think it depends on a staff. I think it depends on the head coach and the GM where where where, where their eyes are. You know, so I think a lot of teams, uh, you know. To, in order to be good, you have to be able to run the ball. Um, that, that's been proven. Um, and in analytics say differently sometimes, you know, but uh, I know that when you control the line of scrimmage and have the ability to run the football, uh, you control a big part of the game on either side of the ball. So that's what we're committed to. Yeah,
3: but, um, With Lucas Patrick going on an IR, safe to assume that Sam Mustafa is still the guy at center. No change there. Or? Yes, it, it'll, be,
5: yep, it'll be that for sure.
3: Yep. Matt, Matt, how much of your success do you think against the Patriots was because you were on the mini-buy and having all that time to prepare? And with in regard to that, how much do you think this next week on short rest will be a, even maybe even a better indicator of just where you are as a team?
5: Yeah, so uh, when we got off the uh, the schedule there, off of the Thursday schedule, um, you know, the Thursday game with Washington, we spent a better part of one of those days on Dallas. You know, so we, we, we thought ahead because time is time. You only get so many times. So we spent a better part of one day of that break on first and second down versus the Cowboys. So we've already got a chance to look at that. We were already ahead of that. So we feel like we're in a good spot uh, with that. Now we're doing a walkthrough practice today, and that's really about keeping the players fresh. So we'll still get the scheme in. We'll we'll be all squared away there, and then we'll work on the first and second and third down tomorrow.
3: I know you've done that kind of thing before, even
1: in training camp looking ahead but is that common is is that your own kind of thing that idea of taking you know trying to get a week ahead everybody-
5: yeah I just look at I'd always work back and look at the time you know so where, where do you gain the time you, you know in these short weeks long weeks you always you still have the same amount of time but as long as you got to think ahead a little bit and put that time forward you know and, and it's it's important to do that uh we've always done that uh since I've been in pro ball you know with who I was with first so it was uh it's uh it's important to do
3: Defense. Obviously, a lot of stuff starts with Parsons. I'm curious your specific evaluation and what you see from him. And then also just the things that that Dan Quinn does to to really strain
5: it off. Yeah, it's just really, you know, using your your skill, you know, using your 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 best player. And he does a good job of using him. He's moving him around all over the place. Um, he he plays off the ball linebacker a little bit, but mostly he's on the edge, you know, and he has the chance to move him right to left. And of course, D Law is a good player, too. You know, so you got some players there that, that are a handful. And we got to do a good job and know where those guys are. What's so dangerous about Parsons? I think just his quickness and he's and he's very strong, you know, so I would say the quickness off the ball, you know, he can beat you to the punch and then really his strength, uh, you know, it's really his intensity um, is also really good. Yeah, last week you
3: said you go with the hot hand at, at running back and, and David and Khalil were relatively even in touches. What's kind of your
6: thought process with those two guys?
5: Yeah, just we really like the one-two punch there um, and we're going to continue to do that. Uh, they both bring an added element to the game for us, so we're going to keep using both guys, and uh, we we feel that's a, a real strength for us on our running game, you know, and in the passing game. So we're excited about having both those guys uh, for us.
2: For a long time, had the buy-in of your whole locker room, but after a win like that, seeing like your principles play out, does it does it give you an energy that is a little different, or does do things feel different around
5: the team? Yeah, I mean, I would just say that you know when you have success, you you have to handle that a certain way. You know when you have adversity, you have to handle that a certain way. And I think when you become a mature competitor, you have the ability to handle them almost one and the same. Um, so certainly, when you win, you know there's all this other stuff going on, but there's distractions in that when you win. There's a, there's a lot of uh, so-called hype for you know a victory or two victories or three victories, whatever that might be. When you're in the middle of a season, I think that you have to keep everything in perspective. Look at the performance for what it is. Okay, and how can I improve? If you lose by five or win by 19, whatever that is, it is what it is. It's over now. So now you got to go ahead. How can I improve today? In practice with my coach inside the scheme and make sure I'm doing things the right way for the guy next to me. And I think that you have to look at both of those things the same because the performance is over now.
3: It seemed to be a buzzword last week, particularly coming off the games that you guys came off of. What did you see, good, bad, or otherwise, second half Monday night in terms of finish and what, and what
2: you're looking
5: for? Yeah, I, I've been you know pleased with the guys all year in terms of their you know mental and physical stamina in the second half. Now, what we needed to improve on was the execution part of it. You know, So um, the guys have been there, we've been there to make those plays. Uh, now we just had to finish off and do it. So we challenged the guys last week about getting that done in practice first. And then they, they had an ability to do that in the game uh, last week. So we'll see what, what we do this week.
2: Matt, your operation for coach challenges uh, in game, how does your operation work?
5: for in game challenges. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we obviously have a couple sets of eyes upstairs, you know, that help me to see where it is. And then we'll we decide, you know, obviously in the first half, you can be a little bit more liberal with using it because you want to. It's it's the first half and then, you know, really just make a decision. You know, if we feel comfortable and confident about it, we'll throw the flag. If not, we'll just hold it. So the
2: voices that are in the headset are analytics focused and how, how did you determine like who would be in like your ear for challenges?
5: When you were going um, I would just say the best set of eyes up there that we use. You know, certainly there's an analytics guy up there with me and then also, uh, you know, whatever side of the ball is going to help me. We have one guy on each side that will help also.
4: Man, is Bayless Jones Jr. still in consideration as a punt returner? Obviously you guys won uh, Dante.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, like we said, it's a work in progress. You know, obviously you had the two muffs, you know, so now we're just, you know, we're looking for consistency in practice. You know so Dante is, is doing that he's done that for us and he's again he's got to do he had one the other day too so he's just got to make sure that he's squared away uh, the guys work hard at it and the first thing about those guys is securing the football so we'll just keep working those guys in there and put the guy in there that we feel best for that particular game
3: now,
5: yeah, you know, just, you know, I'll just say make a generalized statement that uh, you know, ball security is number one, you know, so it's important that everybody who handles the ball does a good job with the ball. So it's a uh, it's uh you know, it's been brought to everybody's attention, you know, that we did have those, you know, I think it was maybe 4 or 5 of them in the game and we just got to work to improve that. as simple as saying the weather was bad or, I mean, is that any excuse? No. No, it's never an excuse. The ball is the ball, and it's the most important thing. So the weather is going to be what it is. It's for the same for both sides. So we got to make sure we, we uh, figure it out.
3: Two more for a second. Obviously, this is your first time in this role, and to have it, the first part back to Cairo okay. for a second. Yep. What does it do for you as a coach just in terms of situational planning and, and decision making when you know that you've got a guy that has been nails and <laughs> ultra reliable the whole year?
5: Yeah, it's great. It's great to have that because you know when you're in a certain part of the field, you know, we just, you know, we know we, we got to do certain things on offense to put ourselves in that position to make sure it's a good situation for that particular kick. And uh, we've done a good job of that. So, yeah, it's it's certainly comforting um, and he's done a good job. He's 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 a pro through and through and he's he comes to work every single day.
3: Matt, just for you, for you, what does it mean to see Justin have the game that he did the other day because, you, you know, you ride that roller coaster with him too, and when he's struggling,
5: I'm sure you feel for him. So to see him play well on a national stage like that, you know, what are you feeling for him? No, it's like anything. Like we talked about with Eddie Jackson earlier in the in the year, you know, I think that when you see a player succeed, you know, as a coach, you have joy. You know, you have joy in that. You 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 uh, like to see that. You like to see him have fun playing the game. And then you know, obviously the 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 result was good, and that's good to see for his growth. You know and where he is as a quarterback. Matt, as
3: far as Bayless, one, what do you guys need to see in practice for him to get more snaps? on
5: Cons- oh, Offense, yeah. yeah, just uh, just you know, consistency, you know, consistency of alignment, assignment, key technique, him executing his his position. Yeah, Thank
1: you. Thank you. that was Coach Floos, head coach of the Chicago Bears. I uh, had to put the headphones on because uh. Forgot I had this set up a completely different way. I don't use Restream as often anymore, but uh, getting back to using it a little bit. But now that was Coach Floos uh, kind of breaking down, right, what he saw and what he wants to see from this Bears team moving forward, especially heading into this week, um, kind of how they're going to work. it. I mean, listen, he talked about a commitment to the run game. The Chicago Bears are one of the best running the football teams in the NFL. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are one of the worst at stopping the run in the NFL. I would say expect heavy dose of the Chicago Bears running the football in this next Dallas game. Again, I would I would almost ex- I I would also say right expect to see a little bit more of uh the Bears uh um what's 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 the right? But, uh, I I would almost say expect to see a little bit more of the Bears' Uh, um, you know, using Justin Fields similar to what they did this week, uh, seeing Justin Fields get out of the pocket a lot. You do not want Justin Fields and Micah Parson meeting face to face very often. I think it's inevitable to not see somebody run into Justin Fields uh, this week if you're trying to drop back to pass. Um, you know, twenty to twenty five times, but I do think that there's a there's a route for the Chicago Bears to win a game like this. I know Dallas's defense is very stout against the pass, but. That's not what a Bears bread and butter is right now. The Bears have been dominating teams in the run game, multiple games. I believe we've only had one game under – am I – let me double-check that, actually, before I before I just come out and say that. I believe we've only had one game this season under 200 total rushing yards. I want to double-check that uh, – um, let me see. Let me see. Let me go to Stat Muse real quick. Let me pull up Stat Muse real quick but, because that's really where – the Bears' bread and butter has been this season. And I think only one game, I want to say the Houston game maybe, is the only game this season where the Chicago Bears ran under 200 yards. They, they've, they've been able to dominate the football uh, uh, um, every week. And, and it, it's where this offensive line works best. Again, that's kind of going back to the beginning where I was talking about the coaching staff. Go with what works. Go with what continues to work. Go with what your team does well. That's what this coaching staff has really done, and it, it's it's a really big reason uh, uh, um, why you've seen the Bears have any success. Um, Let me see. Chicago Bears. I don't know if Stat Muse is going to pull this up. Chicago Bears rushing game by game. Okay, so it does have it. So we have had a couple of games under 200 yards. Uh, we've got 99 rushing yards first game of the season right is that yeah no yeah first game of the season 99 rushing yards 180 281 149 78 237 243 we know what our bread and butter is we know what our bread and butter is there's a there's a path to beat the Dallas Cowboys this week there's absolutely a path to beat and to be honest with you I, I uh uh when I did my preseason predictions I said the Chicago Bears would beat the Cowboys, not because the Bears have more talent, not because the Bears are the better football team, but because the Bears always find a way to beat the Cowboys. For some reason, the Bears and the Cowboys games are always mad competitive. So I it's not even because of the win coming off of this week. I picked this before the season started. We always find a way to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> so uh, let's listen into the quarterback, Justin Fields, before we get up out of here, man. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us if you haven't done. So hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Then I'll drop you guys with some announcements. And I'm going to get up out of here because we will be live for the Chicago Bulls live call tonight. Bulls are taking on the Pacers at 7. So tune in with us on that as well. Uh, let's listen in to Justin Fields. He was at the podium today uh, basically talking about kind of what he's been, what he saw out there, what led to his success in this game and what he's expecting to do moving forward.
6: Um, I really just think that's carryover from practice. So just all the hardware we put in the practice just really carry over to the game the stick um yeah i saw their front um you know I knew they were gonna go to drop eight so I knew I'd have time back there and um you know we were in a, I think seven man per section on that so I had block it for three guys so i knew i had time and really more you know zone defenders further out so i knew i had two in the play so that play of course the time was going down so Either get a quick completion or uh, throw the ball away just to save some time. So just, you know, right out to the right, saw Moon, did a great job with the scramble drill, and, of course, he was right there on the sideline. When
3: you the game, your performance, what did you like most about what you did and what's maybe something you said to yourself that I, I could do that better?
6: Um, I just like the rhythm of the offense. Uh, I felt like that was good, um, you know, just in and out of the huddle, uh, you know, basic stuff, you know, uh, just all that simple stuff and, you know, just, you know, how we ran the ball, how we just executed as an offense as a whole. I think, you know, everybody did a good job. And, you know, one thing that I want to work on is just, um, you know, getting more check downs, like I've always said. So um, I think that's one thing that I'm going to continue to work on. And, of course, um, you know, just uh, run-alert throws like bows and stuff like that. I mean, that stuff like that, you you really can't get enough uh, practice in. So just uh, those things.
3: I think coaches have have talked about how they're still learning how to get the most and the best out of – every player on this roster, mm-hmm. um, obviously, including you, and they, uh, they obviously utilized your legs a lot more with all the design runs. Mm-hmm. Is that the best way to use you is do you want to see more of that because it seemed dangerous?
6: Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, that was the first time we really did that. So um, I don't think their, de- their defense expected that from us. So, um, you know, um, but to be honest with you, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, if, you know, the coaches think that it's going to help us win, then, you, you guys already know that I'm going to, you know, do whatever for this team to, you know, help us win games. So if it's going to be more quarterback runs, and that's what it's going to be. But, um you know, I, I do expect teams to, of course, prepare for that more. Was
3: so there any lessons you can learn from the, uh, from the Eagles and how they slowed down Michael Parsons?
6: Uh, yeah, I mean, when I was watching the game, um you know, I mean, they just didn't block him. They just made him to read most of the time. So, of course, that's one way to, you know, get him to stop the rush. And, uh, I mean, he's, a, he's a, a great athlete on the A, so. Course, gonna to have to uh, you know, make sure we know where he is at all times, but of course, he's a great player, uh, fast, physical, and uh, we're, we're definitely gonna to have to uh, you know, have a plan for him for sure.
3: Uh, Duber, you just completed your 17th start, and you're you know, have very high expectations for yourself, and you're critical and all those things, but do you ever have to take a step back and say, I just finished one season's worth of starts?
6: Uh, no, not really. Um, no, nah, no, nah, I've not looked at it like that to so be honest with you.
1: <laughs> Why he gave a sly smile? Yeah, me, like I'm it just clicked just with him. Every
6: <laughs> day, try to just improve on the things that I can improve on. Late, late third quarter, you had a, a
3: first down deep ball to Darnell. He was kind of play action. He ran a little double move up to the, toward the mm,
6: the end zone. You
3: know, I'm just curious when you went, went back and watched that, what did what did you see? It almost looked like you're a little bit frustrated after the play. That but...
6: because I thought it was a dot. I thought I put it perfectly, but it just kept rising and rising. So. uh Yeah, I mean, just the, you know, shot we took and just overthrown by a little bit.
2: McCourty said, like, after the game that some of the plays that you guys were running reminded him of stuff that they saw, I guess, a month prior with Lamar Jackson. And obviously with Lamar, I mean, I I think he's got the most designed runs of any quarterback over the last couple of years. Are there things that you see within his game that you could incorporate, that you would like to incorporate, I guess, going forward with what you can do?
6: I mean, I mean, we just... You know, took some of the run plays that they had, and then of course, I mean, Lamar's the you know best running quarterback in the league. So, um, I mean, anytime you can you know run like him, that's it's always going to help your offense out for sure. Did you
2: watch Lamar
3: film
6: the maybe uh, the cut-ups yeah. of the plays? Yeah, the the cut-ups of the plays uh, they had. You know, the Ravens running the play for so. Was, was there
5: anything you saw him do
6: that that amazed you? Um, I mean, he's just you know quicker and faster than everybody else. So it's like. I just hope to be quick like that one day. Um, you know, so yeah. Is he faster than you? Faster than me? Uh, pro, uh, I don't know. We we have to race, but he's definitely quicker, quicker than me, and more shippier than me for sure.
2: Last week it was last Go week ahead. it was all about you guys having so much time coming off of a mini buy. Now you come off this great win, and you got to quickly turn the page. What is the greatest challenge in doing that?
6: Um, just you know, uh, just you know, getting back. You know, not. Hanging on the lot, the win, you know, too long, um, and just, you know, focusing on, you know, Dallas. Uh, we didn't have practice today. We just had a walkthrough. So, um, you know, just having guys lock in through the walkthrough. We just finished up, and I think the guys were, you know, focused th- during that. So, that uh, was great. And uh, really just, you know, making sure all of our bodies are, you know, ready to go by Sunday. But uh, other than that, just, you know, mentally locking in, uh, kind of like, you know, the Washington game. Of course, we have longer than that. But yeah, just making sure everybody's on their P's and Q's when it turns to knowing what to do. And, uh, uh, knowing what, what 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 plays we're gonna run, want to be better on your your checkdowns. What is that a, a process of? Is that is that a speed of the game thing in terms of? Why no, it's, it's just better? it's just me maneuvering in the pocket and you know finding lane to throw it to demo or to whoever or even you know just moving uh, there faster and not holding on to uh, not looking you know downfield as much
3: impressive is it with Sam Mustapha did? He loses his starting job and then he's back right back in there and he just seems like he just picks up where he left off before. quarter.
6: I mean, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, last week, you know, he wasn't, you know, um, he wasn't the happiest about, uh, you know, the move as nobody would be. But, um, you know, he handled it like a pro, um, you know, did the same thing that I've seen him do, you know, since week one uh, in terms of routine wise and you know, um, I think he handled it well. So, um, you know, him coming in the big in the game for us was a uh, big for us. And I mean, he, he, he played his hardest and he played tough. So definitely proud of him. Coach,
2: let's talk about the commitment to the run game for you guys in this offense. What do you appreciate about the fact that you guys are successful when you run the football and how it's helped you?
6: Yeah. I mean, you know, running the football, uh, you know, I don't think any offense in this league can be you know successful without running the football. Um, it's, it's hard to be successful without, you know, getting the run game going. So, um, uh, really, just you know, the run game just opens up, you know, play action pass and really, you know, every other element of your offense. So, of course, always getting the running game going, you know, is definitely going to help me out. Play quarterback, he's
3: got a couple more.
6: Now, you came in with Cairo. With I'm just curious what you feel about having a guy like that on your side. And, and Kyro? Yeah, I mean, Cairo's awesome, um, he's awesome, um, he works hard, doesn't say much, but um, you know, he's, he's a great guy, um, you know, and I mean, ever since I've Gotten here, he's been, you know, genuine, um, hardworking, been a leader. So, you know, I'm definitely glad he's on our team. For sure. That Loosen
3: up an offense when you know that you get to a certain spot on the field. Yeah. You don't have to be as, as I guess, risk taking.
6: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, every time we get in that field goal range, I'm just, you know, always cognizant of all right, we we got points. We most likely have points right here. So, I'm just trying to make smart decisions. You know, and keep the ball uh, in our hands, and you know, just make sure we end the drive with points. So, so we, know,
1: we know that you don't lack. We
2: know you don't lack confidence. Doing what you guys did, and what you did personally on Monday Night Football in front of the country, a decisive
3: win like that in a game that you were underdogs in—what does that do for your confidence? To to put it out there for everybody?
6: Um, it doesn't really change my confidence, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I just you know hope it just gives us momentum to you know keep going and uh, keep pushing. But um, like I said, I don't really get too high or too low. Um, Win's a win, but, you know, like I said on you know, Monday night, it's time to move on to Dallas, and, you know, we have work to do this Sunday. So um just going to get everybody, you know, uh, ready to go and, you know, prepare for, you know, this this upcoming game. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Justin. you.
1: Justin Fields, breaking down kind of just where he was, momentum-wise, team-wise, play-wise, right? Like to hear I, – I, you know what I like to hear, right? And it's the one thing that Flues has preached the entire time. Time and we'll and we'll get out of here right after this, man. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. But the one thing that I like to hear from Justin in this situation and and what I really, really, really love about where this team is: enjoy the win, good win, or deal with the loss, tough loss, move on,
0: deal with what's happened, whatever happened has happened, move on right?
1: Because no matter what happens, it's week freaking seven. I feel like club dub when it was here, while I'm not going to act like I wasn't one of the guys that enjoyed it. I loved club dub, right? Like you love seeing the lights going off. You love seeing the team be happy. But the thing with club dub is right. Like it puts such
0: a, such a high, high long-term praise on the win. A win that means nothing in the long run.
1: A win that means nothing in the long run, right? It's a week seven win or a week one win or a week two win. What happens when you have six losses in a row? Right? That is the one thing that I think that everybody on this team is really taking and, hey, listen, let's go out there. Let's get this win. We got this win. Boom. Let's go next week and i and and when you listen to flus i don't know if y'all listen to flus but even when flus talks about it it's like a nicer way to me of hearing bill belichick go i'm on the i'm on the ball or i'm i'm on to uh carolina or i'm on to chicago but
0: coach didn't you think that we're on to chicago because you really struggled in it we're on to chicago Like, that's that's to me, right, the part where that's the part that
1: gets me excited about this team that – or I don't know if I should say excited, but it's the focus of this team, right? The focus of this team is getting better week in and week out.
0: The focus of this team is while this W is happening,
1: what does it mean for the long run of this team? While this is a great moment to experience, what does it mean for the long run of this team? I love that about this team. And I think that's why we've seen them be able to make these these incremental growths because it's not just focusing on, wow, what a game. You were amazing. Love what you did there. It's just, hey, um, good job.
0: Great play. Love what we saw there. Think we're doing some good things. Next week. What are we doing next week?
1: I love that. I love that, man. So, hey, uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. As always, man, I'm going to get up out of here because we will be live tonight for uh, the Chicago Bulls versus Indiana Pacers game. So tune in with us on that as well. Um, as always, man, it's your boy, Pat, the designer, back at it again. Oh, some announcements. Um, I So we're going to be bringing back the daily show on the community tab right after this go vote for which time you want or you i mean if you're on your mobile device you can just swipe down and go to the community tab on the page vote for which time is going to be best for you to jump in the live and rock with us we're gonna we're going to be live monday through friday yet again for the daily show so tune in with us on that um also, tune in tonight. We got an announcement on some of the merch coming out. So, uh, rock with us during the Bulls live call. Can't wait to see you guys in there as well. Um, is there anything else that I got? da da uh, I think that's about it, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in and showing love. As always, man, it's your boy, Pat the Designer. Back at it again to continue watching our Chicago Bears content. Click the links on the screen and check the links in the description below. Y'all st- – I had to burp from the beer. Don't worry about it. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. <laughs> Peace.